Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk to good points and the bad points. And we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? I, I'm good, Connor. Very straight-laced <laughs> intro. I love it. It's like the old <laughs> days of the pod. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to bring it back because this is the first Hero Zero I've done for a, a little bit. I mean, two weeks, Sean. It's a two long weeks. time. Man, man's been sick. Man's been man's ill. Man's been sick. Um, so if you still hear me coughing... That's just, I had a little tig last week. We've all heard of it, it but it's fine. We don't need to go into it. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Um, but Sean, this week, a lot of people will know the character that I'm doing. Um, Batman. And I'm doing it because I'm doing Batman. Very close. <laughs> oh. Uh, because of a little movie that came out. Uh, okay. You may have heard of it. Um, Paw Patrol, It was called yes. the Paw Patrol, the Batman series. Um, <laughs> full title. And... The Batman came out, and within the Batman, there was one scene that made me a little, maybe a little teary-eyed, maybe a little misty-eyed when I was watching it, because oh. I was very emotional watching right. it. Was um, it when Zoe Kravitz kicked the shit out of that man? I, it, well, I mean, that was good. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, what I was more thinking of, it's in a hospital, and it's when oh. a certain character we all like um, nearly, nearly faces the end. Uh, that's a spoiler. Not I think, to spoil I mean, anything. It's hard I, not to. 
Spoilers for the Batman. <laughs> I suppose. Um, because uh, this week I am going to be doing a little known character called Alfred Pennyworth. I never think of this man as a character to do in Hero mm. Zero. But he's one of the most, like, he's one of the longest serving characters in DC Comics. He's not only one of the longest, like, he's he would be one of the most well-known. Like, yeah. you say Batman and Robin and then Alfred, the, the butler. Yeah, and he's also, like, he's set the standard of, like, there's usually, so, like, Jarvis if for Iron Man is a very similar concept of, like, you have the guy who helps with the day-to-day stuff. And what's interesting about Alfred is he didn't start off like that. Um, he's been around since, like, the ni- 1940, I think it was. Right. Um, and what happened was he was actually... He was brought in as... The original character was a robust, clean-shaved man, um, uh, and he was kind of a bit a bit bigger... Um, and he was actually a detective and he was like a he was a buffoon detective that was trying to solve crimes in Gotham right so he was just he was he wasn't a butler he was just some Egypt with a with a magnifying glass yeah exactly and so what happened then was they brought out uh, the 1943 Batman serial um, and what happened in that is in the very, very first thing we seen of Batman on screen, Alfred was changed to like a British man with a moustache who was very thin. And that's kind of what's held up, isn't it? Yeah. And so the comics then looked at that and they were like, oh, that's way cooler. And so they brought him across. And in the Golden Age and Silver Age, his timeline is very, it's very messed up. He's got multiple origin stories to kind of try and put them all together. Um, yeah, there's, there's multiple ones say where he starts uh, he starts as butler after Bruce comes back and is already Batman um, right okay uh, he didn't grow he didn't watch Bruce grow up he yeah, just kind of joined and do you know how they, they go on I, sorry there was one comic um, I had I don't know as I mentioned in Death in the Family or something like that but there's a bit of backstory a bit of you know spice for Alfred about what he's about and was he an actor or something in, in yes, the past life? Yeah, so that, that we'll actually get to that in the report. But oh, like, okay. That, that, that is absolutely true. Um, he, how they got around it in the comic books is they took the fat guy who was really dumb and said he vacationed at a health resort where he slimmed down and grew a moustache. No way. <laughs> yes. He's the same dude. And they just brought him back. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it was the 1940s. Nobody gave a shit. Not re- do yeah. the fuck you want. Very little kind of stuck from that time. Yeah. Um, and like in the early times, his, his name was actually Alfred Beagle for, like, a lot of the golden and silver age. So Pennyworth is actually new as well. Right. They've kind of added in. Um, and it was late, It was kind of just later forgotten that Beagle was used, because it was only really used once or twice. And then he, Pennyworth was brought in. Um, and it was first used, I think, in, like, 19, 1970, it might have been. Right, they, okay. They, it, it, so he was around since 1940. Yeah, and that's a long time. So 30 but- years. Yeah, but clearly, like, the Pennyworth is the one that really stuck. Like, no one... I, I had not heard of that Beagle thing up until you just said it. 
Yeah, like that was, and his, as I said, his origin is all over the place. But uh, the one I will kind of cover here is a lot of um, the New Earth version. So, like 1986 to probably 2011. That's okay. like the main timeline that I'll probably pick because to me, this is the most interesting Alfred is. And also, this is the most well known version of him. Um, right, okay. So. Born under the name of Alfred Beagle, he grew up in England and joined the army once he became became of age. He served in various conflicts all over the world, gaining skill as a field medic. So he was a medic in the army. Very useful. Um, very useful. After retiring from the army, he became an actor. Hey, um, you called it. <laughs> and, la- and later a teacher um, for MI5, instructing its agents in subterfuge uh, through the oh. use of stagecraft. Oh, that's really cool. Yes. So he took what he learned as an actor and was like, okay, and here's how you pretend to be someone and infiltrate a place. Interesting. That might come in handy. Very Um, convenient. During this time, Alfred received a special mission, loaning his services to the MI7. After the mission ended, Alfred was forced to retire from service, adopt a new identity, and move to the United States of America, where he legally changed his name to Pennyworth. Um, right. That's how the story goes. Okay. And okay. he started working as a butler for the Wayne family because his father was, um, he was a butler and his dying wish was that his son would get involved with a family instead of going off to war and going into like dangerous war zones and work for MI5 and all this. Yeah. Um, so he wanted to, him to carry over the family tradition as his dying wish. So that's why he became the butler of the Wayne family. Okay, um, and they just happened to be like looking for a butler at the time. Anyway, happened, he killed the last one. I can only right. assume. I, I mean, I wouldn't him. put it past him. I wouldn't put mm, it past yeah. him, Connor. Uh, he's a, he's a bad dude, to be honest. In, in the comic books, like you don't fuck with him. No, no, no yeah, he's a like because he's he will kill. Is the thing <laughs> yes. he, he has have a coat. He has no coat. Man's on the edge. He, he brought a, lo- a rocket launcher to the meeting with the Waynes and blew up the previous butler. It was like, now, well, now you need one. He like, said, no I'll here. clean that up now. He'll <laughs> clean it up. He gets the duster out. <laughs> um, after several months, Alfred voiced a desire to return home to continue acting. However, these plans were forgotten when a young Bruce returned home from school early after being bullied. Alfred taught Bruce how to defeat the bully strategically rather than using brute force. That you right. need to run into everything uh, head first, Bruce. Armed with Alfred's tutelage, young Bruce managed to take care of his bully problem. Alfred stayed on as the family butter at Bruce's request because Bruce didn't have a lot of friends growing up at Alfred's place. That's why. Um, so that's Bruce's first like training. Then came from Alfred in a way. Yeah. Insane. Um, and after the murders of Thomas and Martha Wayne, Bruce avoided becoming a ward of the state by actually falsifying records. And Alfred acted as Bruce's guardian alongside Leslie Tompkins, who runs the medical center in Gotham. Right. Um, until Go- Bruce left Gotham at the age of fourteen, as the story goes. To scour the world. So he did that at 14, he left. Um, I mean, I, I think, in, the, yeah, I suppose. In that version, like, he probably just... He just, yeah, he went and, and searched for stuff and, and did a bunch of stuff. That's that's kind of sad, but kind of nice as well, that Alfred stayed around for Bruce. Like, that's... He, he stayed around for the kid, basically. And then eventually, like, he basically became his son, like... That's wild. Yeah, 
basically. Um, Alfred actually remained as the sole guardian of Wayne Manor until the eventual return of Bruce Wayne after many years of study and training. And it was on his return that he supported Bruce's plan to take back Gotham City from the criminals and helped him as best that he could. So Bruce Um, rocks up. He's what, like 21 at this point? And he's just like, Alfred, I'm going to dress up as a bat and beat up all criminals. And Alfred is just like, aces, let's do it. I've been so bored. I mean, Alfred's like, since your parents passed away, the city's got the shit. Let's fucking do it. I'm all in. Um, and I think he just liked having them back. I think he just liked having them back home. You would. You would um, indeed. Uh, Alfred tended to Bruce's wounds after his first outing, but only after Bruce discovered a bat in the study that inspired him to, of course, don the costume we all know the story. Um, when Lieutenant Gordon and his wife paid a visit to Wayne Manor while doing some investigation about the Batman that was going around Gotham, Alfred helped Bruce disguise himself as a self-absorbed playboy millionaire and thus escaped suspicion of Bruce's involvement. So T taught Bruce everything he knows about acting. Holy shit. He's like this... Alfred's like this Swiss army knife of a character builder. Where he's just like, no, he's done it all. So he can teach Mm. it all. That's a... Like, yeah. That's so good. Because he's an actor. And he wanted to do an actor. So what better... He's teaching Bruce... True subterfuge. We're going to pretend you're a playboy. Nobody's going to suspect you. Yeah, you have to be the complete... You have to be so self-absorbed that people think you're not going to help the city in any way. Yeah, exactly. Um, And after the successful first year, Alfred basically became the most trusted ally of the Batman. And why Alfred works in the comics is if Batman is by himself, we never really get to see or hear anything that he's thinking. Whereas Alfred can ask what we want to ask. Like... Why do you think the Joker did this? Why is Riddler doing that? What's next? What 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 are you thinking, Master Bruce? That kind of stuff. Yeah, and also like it's convenient in a story sense because he Bruce doesn't have to go back to the Batcave after every piece of evidence he finds. Like if he finds yes. a footprint, he can take a picture and send it to Alfred, and Alfred, and, and Alfred can do that. Like yeah. he can. Um, this is before Oracle and all that stuff. Like Alfred was the first. Um, he often provided everything to make the Dark Knight's quest easier. So he's just basically helping in any way that he can. And he's the um, medic as well, so he patches yes. Bruce back up. Always. St- stitches him, right? Because he's an army medic, so he's stitching, he's, he's seen everything. Um, in the same uh, way well, as Alfred, as a father figure for Bruce, um, who is, he considered his own son, basically. He also played an important role in the inclusion of one Dick Grayson, as Bruce Dickie. Wayne's ward, uh, Little Dickie, uh, one of our faves here on the show. Uh, Dick Grayson, of course, Robin or Nightwing. Um, and he actually was the main reason for his smooth transition to become Robin. Um, and, however, in an effort to rectify past mistakes made with Bruce, this is one of my favourite Alfred stories, is Alfred tried his best to be a friend to Dick more than he ever was for Bruce. And as a result of this conscious effort, Alfred kept tabs on Tony Zuko, um, who Tony killed Dick's Zuko. parents. Tony yeah. Zuko. I always say it like the animated series, we've talked <laughs> about that before. Um, Alfred kept tabs on Tony Zuko, and he would always plea to the parole board to keep the criminal locked up in prison every time he was captured. So Alfred wouldn't tell them, or he wouldn't tell Dick, but he would go quietly to the parole board like, you can't let this guy out. 
This guy's a menace. He killed this boy's parents. And I'm his ward now. That kind of stuff. Because he knows if Zuko gets out, Dick is going to go after him. Exactly. Um, Alfred did this for 11 years. What the shit? Every year he would go to the parole board at the same day, well, whatever it was called, around the same time of year, and quietly plead his case. You can't let him out. You can't. Like, this will ruin this boy's life. And he never told Dick he did it, but he's just looking out for him. He was just keeping him safe. Jesus, that's insane. Yeah. Um, And Zuko eventually was let out in the 12th year, no matter how much he played. And unfortunately, Alfred considered this a deep personal failure. Um, however, it does. It's a good character growth because Dick, although like he's devastated at the start, they, they use it to him and Bruce finally stop him, and right. they solve it. And I don't think they ever find out that Alfred did it. Maybe they do, but I like the idea that they don't. That Alfred tried for as long as possible to put this off until Dick was old enough. Yeah, to and he just take took, it. He took it all on himself. For 11 years, just being like, no, so I like, can... D- say, say if Tony Zuko gets released when D- Dick is 14, it's much different from when he gets released when he's Dick's 22. Yeah, exactly. Or even, like, like if, he, if Dick was, like, 17, 18, and Zuko yeah. got released, like, he's... He, Zuko's dead at that point, and Robin is Whereas dead a bad if path. Zuko gets released when he's Nightwing, and he's, like, 28, he's like, okay, I'm going to take all... And he's seen hundreds of battles and hundreds of villains. He's got okay... I'm not going to overreact here. Yeah. So, like, something like that is just a cool character building moment. And also, what he's also big into is Tim Drake. Um, and Tim Drake is, and Alfred are actually really good. Alfred is best friends with both Dick Grayson and Tim Drake, mostly, to be honest. Excellent. And they love um, him as well. And they love him. They're, Dick Grayson has actually said that Alfred is one of his best friends in the whole world. That's really nice. Um, so Alfred, he doesn't like Batman. But like, <laughs> um, Alfred remained the most trusted ally of Batman and Robin, even, or, even after Dick Grayson's separation from the team and after Jason Todd's obviously passes away um, at the hands of Joker. Six years pass mm. and Batman is obviously... Like he's he's getting darker and darker as it goes, and Alfred played a vital role in the introduction of Tim Drake into the Batman's life. Um, when Dick Grayson brought Tim to Wayne Manor, Alfred was shocked to learn that Tim had the juiced everything about the Batman and Robin all by himself, which is why Tim Drake is cool. He's, because he's the best detective. He's so he's so a good. genius. He's a better detective than Bruce, and that's why he gets to be Robin. Uh, he's not the best athlete, not the best fighter. He's just the smartest. And I like that. He gets bride, and obviously Bruce is like, I don't want little Robin. I don't want anyone to do with that. Yeah, after and, Jason, I can't. It's too dangerous. Yeah. And Tim Drake is like, I think Batman needs a Robin. Very famous, he says that. And more importantly, Alfred says, Bruce, I think you need a Robin. I think you need someone, because otherwise you're going to kill yourself. Like, you're just going to keep going into battles that you can't win until somebody shoots you. Yeah, because you don't care if you die, is the problem. Yeah. And I care if you die. Yeah. That's, oh man, I like how, I like it. like, Alfred's clearly thought about this as what's best for everyone, but I like that he's swinging for the Robins, just being he, like. Even, even more so, he trained him at the start. So Bruce says, like, there's a whole thing where Bruce and Nightwing get captured and, and Dick and Alfred turns to Tim and is like, it's your chance, we're going to do this. And they do it together with the two of them, they save everything. And then at the end, Bruce is like, okay, he can join the team, but I'm not training them you're going to trade him for the first few weeks till 
he's good enough to train with me. So actually, Alfred is the first trainer of Tim Drake. Like he was he the first in. trainer for Bruce Wayne. Yeah. That's exactly. so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, that's just like his relationship with the Robins. Um, a really big story for Alfred is, of course, uh, Nightfall, which involves yeah. uh, Bane, and he doesn't like Batman. And if anyone has seen or knows anything about Nightfall, it's the story when Bane basically releases everybody from from jail, like every villain and releases them all and Bruce he just basically makes Bruce go around the place trying to stop crime constantly for like days yeah and he never wears them out just wears them out he never gets to heal his injuries from each fight and he's just like limping into the next fight and he's fighting and then Bane comes up and just breaks his spine because Bane is like fully like fit fresh yeah Bane has been resting this whole time just letting him just tire himself out and it's a great story but um Back in Gotham, after a few days, it said Alfred noticed that Bruce wasn't the same. Um, and he actually at one point came back and Batman was asleep on the staircase of the Batcave. That he was just like, you're going to kill yourself. Um, and he was always present to tend Batman and Robin's wounds during these days. Mm-hmm. Um, despite Bruce's intent on self-destruction, Alfred would keep reminding him about his affairs as Bruce Wayne during this time. And Alfred became aware of Bruce's decision to shut out Tim while he was working on the case as well. And he decided that Batman would most certainly need help. So Alfred and Robin went looking for Two-Face themselves. And they wow. saved Batman's life by doing so. Because he's like, Tim, he's going to die if we don't go. Yeah, like, he can't he, fight. Like he's, he, like, he just keeps limping. He's like, no, i got to stop Two-Face. Got to stop Two-Face. Got to put him back. <laughs> um, so when the Riddler took over a TV show, Alfred took Robin to the place... Um, and his assistance was essential in the capture of the Riddler as well. So the two of them are working together to capture criminals, to try and save Bruce from going into every single battle by himself. So he might get like four hours of sleep that day. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also catch the Scarecrow, I think, in this time. Um, and so a few hours later, they're like capturing everyone. They come home. Tim goes off, uh, goes back to his house, to the Drake household or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Alfred comes back into Wayne Manor where he's knocked unconscious by Bane, who's sitting there waiting. Oh, um, shit. By the time Alfred recovers, he notices Batman is being destroyed by Bane. And with all his strength, he manages to crawl out of Wayne Manor and get to Drake Manor, which is near down the road. And, he just, he, and he's just like, Tim, you need to come. <laughs> like we're gonna, He's going to die. Um, <clears throat> a few moments later, Alfred, Tim and Jean-Paul Valley who's Azrael, um, they rescue Batman from the streets and they take him into the Batcave and Alfred tries his best with the medical equipment that they have. But despite his efforts, Alfred knows that Bruce's back has been broken. (laughs) So nothing you can do. No, you can't fix that with like a field medic kit is the issue. Um, And so what happens then is like... um, he actually helps Bruce. Bruce keeps straight. Even when he's a broken back, he's in a wheelchair and is like, I need to solve these crimes. I need to stop Bane. And it's, the whole story is Alfred basically like following around going, sit, like, don't move. Yeah. For fuck's sake, you're going to die. If you So Alfred is then going around himself, like trying to, to find the clues to bring them back to Bruce. So that Bruce can, because Bruce is obsessed with stopping Bane at this point. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, Man. And up until the point, Alfred is like, 
if you don't stop, I'm going to resign to Bruce. Because Bruce just literally won't listen. And he won't rest. And he just keeps doing it. Um, and eventually, Bruce is determined to track down everybody. And it's just like, I'm going. And Alfred's like, if you leave, I'm going to resign. Because I actually can't do this anymore. Like, I can't see you just I kill can't. yourself. I can't watch um, you do this to yourself. And uh, he's... Bruce eventually says, okay, fine, I'm going to go off. Because, of course, Bruce does. Yep. And as his last act, Alfred went to Wayne Manor to retrieve his stuff, clean the house, and he asks John Paul and Tim to help Bruce if they could. Um, and after this, Alfred moves away out of Gotham. And that's he like actually leaves. Re- he leaves at, at one point. And the only reason that he comes back is that Dick Grayson, months later, like this is like six months later, uh, Bruce is finally like he's just trying to kill himself constantly <laughs> um, Dick uh, goes up and he just they uh, have like a heart to heart and he's like Dick manages to convince him to return to America because he's like Dick's probably Dick is like saying like he's not going to listen to me I mean he might listen to you once yeah. every ten times you have a chance but like he actively will do the opposite of what I tell him to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, his his resourcefulness actually also comes to the fore during the time when Batman is declared, uh, or sorry, when Gotham is declared no man's land. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman is missing for weeks, leaving Alfred to watch the city alone. And he uses his skills as an actor, a storyteller, a medic and spy to survive and collect information on the recently destroyed society. Um, he wow. even uses uh, his hand-to-hand combat at one point to, like, fight off a bunch of people in the city. That's um, deadly. So he's a very capable, like, he, he is a very capable He's just man. old. Yeah. So. He's just not in his prime anymore. No, but, like, if he was 25 or 35, like, he would be, he could do be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Um, and that's why they work together so well so he eventually I think that he's about he gets into another fight and he's about to lose and this is when Batman returns um, Batman returns um, the movie yes okay um, so um, now there's two separate stories I wanted to hit on uh, both of them involve Batman dying which not great no um, but in Batman uh, R.I.P uh when Hush reappeared. Sorry, I should actually do first Batman Reborn because that's Final Crisis, so which is before that. So after the events of Final Crisis... I agree with Batman all of family, the words you just said, by the way. It's fine. Final <laughs> Crisis happened. The Batman family is obviously in shambles with the apparent death of Bruce Wayne. And this is a really just... A scene stood out to me, so I wanted to throw it into the rapport. Um, both Superman and Wonder Woman come to the Batcave to bring Dick Grayson and Tim Drake to cape and cowl. Bruce is wearing during his apparent death... Right. Um, Alfred eventually joins to bring both Batman and Wonder Woman their favourite drinks because (laughs) he's a butler till the end. Um, (laughs) Feeling bad that he's still working in such an emotional time, Superman asks Alfred if he's alright. And with a pause, Alfred states, Am I alright? No, sir, I am not. My son has died, is what he says. (laughs) Alfred, my dude. (laughs) Yes. Um, and he, he believes that that's that's the thing um, that's a very Bruce response as well of keeping working through it yeah he just like, keeps doing it what else can he do yeah he might as well just still be a butler like that's fucked man um, later Alfred and Dick have a tearful and emotional conversation about about not being ready for what they both knew would eventually happen 
Um, and despite Alfred's saddened state, he tells Dick they must not have a funeral for Batman, as Bat- the world cannot know that Batman has died, and it would destroy his legacy, the legacy of Bruce. And so he's like, Batman must live. So what the, he does is he bur- he buries Batman's body beside Thomas and Martha Wade, or Bruce's body. Yeah. And he's like, people can't know Batman died. That's step one. And what this leads to is him basically being like, you need to be, you need to be Batman to Dick. Like, you're the only you, one that can take over. Yeah, you're the next in line, like, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and with that, like, a few days later, Alfred returns and having no one else to talk to, he summons Nightwing to Gotham um, after Two-Face two reappears. And after the first failed capture, uh, attempt at capturing the villain, Alfred comforts Nightwing and tells him to learn from his mistakes, just like Batman did in the beginning. Um, and, that, and Nightwing finally decides he's going to return to Gotham because God, Alfred's like, we need you. Like we need, and Dick's like he hates Bruce, but he's like, "Fuck it, I'll do it for you." Though. Fuck it, you're <laughs> like, my best friend, Alfred. <laughs> um, and Alfred picked him up from the train station and took him home when he returned to Gotham. <laughs> um, where with, with together with the help of Tim, they rebuilt the Batcave and agreed to continue with their mission in memory of Bruce. Um, wow. And after Batman's death, they actually Alfred immediately began operation to set up a new Outsiders team in an effort to fill Batman's shoes with their combined efforts. Right, so they're like, look, we can't... It's it's not going to be like still having Bruce Wayne Batman, mm. but we can make up for that by bringing yeah. in more people. And yeah, that's, that's my favourite, is that story of how Dick Grayson becomes Batman is because Batman, like, Batman apparently dies or supposedly dies he gets sent into the future we're not going to get into it oh, um, okay. Or, okay. or the past I think it's, it's one of the two um, but then there's no Batman and instead of letting it die Alfred's like no we're not going to have a funeral Dick you're going to take over Dick's like I don't want to do it but then like after a few weeks Alfred's like we need you and he's like okay for yeah. you I'll do it and because yeah. in memory of our, my dad and your son yeah I might not he might not have been perfect but like we owe him this kind of a thing. Yeah. And so they're just some of my nice stories of Alfred that I wanted to include. Everyone really kind like of gets those. the idea of Alfred. So just, I, I mean, I think everyone knows already a lot. So I just was, wanted to hit a few story beats that really stand out to me. Um, in terms of powers and abilities, I mean, he's got <laughs> acting. He's got hand-to-hand combat advanced. Pretty he's good. He's got leadership. He's obviously medic. He's surgeon. Um, military protocol. He's got mimicry. He can obviously mimic it. Stick fighting. He's actually <laughs> able to spar with Dick Grayson using wooden sticks. Um, I mean, that's impressive analysis. on its own. That's, like, he's... In a younger man, that's like a broken character. Like... Yeah. But he's... And I he's like, like a better Batman. He's like a better Batman, but he also has, like, experience, I suppose. Like, he has a, a head on his shoulder. Like, he's very level-headed. Like he yeah. never seems to act impulsively. It's just he's he's one of uh, everyone's favorite characters just because of his dry wit, like his comedy. Yeah. He's the one that brings levity to everything. Like Batman's talking some weird shit about fucking Riddler doing some like really dumb, and Alfred is the one to go. That's a bit dumb <laughs> that he did that, isn't it? But he's also the one to be like, not like Bruce, do your fucking go to this party you need to 
Like he'll call him on his shit. Oh, like he's the one that holds it all together. Like if Alfred isn't there, you get the Batman from Robert Pattinson. Because he's not listening to Bruce just yet. Yeah. He's not listening to Alfred. Yeah, he's just this angry, he's vengeance without Alfred. He's vengeance. He's only Batman when Alfred's involved. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like he's not the full circle without like the help. That's Um, really cool. He's also the only member of the Batman family allowed by Bruce Wayne to own a firearm. Um, oh! He's the, he's the only one because he's obviously, he's a rifle expert and Bruce is like, you can't fight people off so you're allowed a gun. Nobody else is. You're a self-defense kind of gun man. Uh, yeah, exactly. He knows he's not going to start using it like on the offense. He's not going to Jason um, Todd everyone. <laughs> no. Um, and like, as I said, the idea was that he came in after Bruce, Bruce's parents' death and like after Bruce's Batman. I love the idea that they introduced, I think it was actually in Super Friends, that Alfred raises Bruce. That's um, so much more powerful for those two it's characters. It's a way better story, isn't it? Yeah, that like, because the, then it's a father and son dynamic. And yeah. it's... It's something Bruce needs and it's something Alfred needs as well. Um, and also, lastly, as I said, Dick Grayson has referred to Alfred as his best friend on multiple oh, occasions. I love the man. I love him so much. <laughs> I love the idea that the two of them are always so nice. And then we've got the other psychopath. So it's just like they're always circling around the, the angry guy. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, because they'll ha- the, the other two will have like tea and chat and see how things are going. And yeah. Bruce will walk off and try and assault a criminal. They're both neutral good. He's chaos. Yeah, he's cha- he's chaotic good, I suppose. Yeah. But, but yeah, as you said, like if of anything, like Dick is the one that and Dick and Tim would be the ones to come over and just like, oh Alfred, how are you doing? Whereas yeah. if Bruce is grumpy, Alfred doesn't really take it personally. He's just like, that's just who he is. He's just a fucking dick. Yeah, but if something was if Alfred was like upset about something like Dick and Tim would be like oh do you want to talk about it yeah do you think Bruce would Bruce is like get it together Alfred come on I I have a fight to fight okay there's a mission there's all these Um, riddles that need solving um, so that's my report on Alfred Pennyworth Sean very good Um, report Connor a a character that has appeared we kind of all know of him but he's just always in the background He's just, yeah, he's just always been there. I take him as a given that he just always goes hand in hand with Batman. Yeah, and, he, and he's an absolute badass. Yeah, he is indeed. Like yourself, Connor. Uh, <laughs> and would you like, like me? Myself. Would you like me to take us out? Yes, please. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Other ways to support the show then, you can buy uh, merch, got t-shirts and hoodies and stuff. It's all linked below. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilman's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to just tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Master Lawler. I, I think so, Master B. Oh, very um, good. So, uh, we, I'm going to say, so I've been cut it all. But yeah, I really, uh, name, I so. screwed that there for you. I'm really uh, sorry. <laughs> look, we'll see you all next week. See you next week, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Imagine. 
imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.